Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs, a.k.a. Rick Rude Vaughn, Dick Dude, all hail the king of ginger ale. It's Jeans Picks. It's Ryan. Davey, Davey, how are you? What it do, baby? Ooh, what's happening? Yo, you're in a bit of a move. I'm in a bit of a move. You, people can't see me at home. We're on a Google Hangout right now. My yeah. space is, I've painted it a nice shade of taupe, which Ooh, I'm told taupe. is very soothing. Taupe is the shit, not to yeah. curse right right out of the shoot here. Right out of the shoot, yeah. It's the shit. Good-looking mm-hmm. taupe background right there. Yep. Uh, Ryan, this has been, before we get into uh, this week in Hashtag Dork, a, a big topic uh, du jour, if you will, actually, yeah, yeah. of the week, really, has been aliens and the storming yeah. of Area 51. Let's talk. Let's, can we talk? Can we, can we talk about we that? We, yes, yes, we can. It's a fucking yeah. podcast, right? We can talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a real thing. And you know me. I am a big pro-alien guy. I think yep, you're yep. kind of – I think you're naive if you think there aren't aliens. But where, where do you come down on aliens? I am a uh, a skeptic. I would say I am – how to put this – I want to believe. Okay. Well, that's, I, you know, that's I, a start. That's a I need start, proof. my dude. I need some proof. Yeah. I am a, um, I need to, you know, someone's going to come with something a little bit more correct than this uh, Area 51 mumbo jumbo. You, you want know? to storm it? I do not. No. Okay. All right. We'll you, just sit back here then and we won't storm it, but we'll take a listen as to what happens. But here's my thing is I understand what you're saying. Like the, the hard proof of aliens isn't great. But you understand how big the universe is. Right? That's what I'm saying, and that's okay. where I that's where I fall. So yeah. I'm of the belief that the the in the universe is infinite. Yeah, it's just right? insane. It's insane. Which means the possibilities for life, there has to be a star somewhere where the planet equidistant to Earth. Like yeah, there has to be, there has to be. You know what, what I mean? Makes us, what makes us so special? We're not. It you know, and that's just, just that's us. the thing. Yeah, it can't just be us. And when when Earth goes kaputs. Which is probably sooner rather than later. Yeah, we might see it. <laughs> we might see it. <laughs> there's a de- there's a decent chance we're a part of that. Um, then the aliens will either come in, or the aliens will move on. Or now, do you think that there was alien life on Earth prior to human life, or that would be I can't somewhere say. else? Okay, that I can't say. All right, okay. um, but just that there's no life anywhere out there is bonkers to me. That's just that how how vast it is, and there's nothing out there. You got to yeah. be kidding me. I think that those people that say that are a bit shellfish, don't you think? Oh God, yeah. I mean, these like, are the people that said that the the sun rotated the Earth. You know, these yeah, that's these, those people. These are dumb idiots. Like, we are, of wrong. course, smart people, 
Area 51. And the other thing that came up on Area 51, and we were talking about this on the radio program, uh, our dude Shime Time has been producing this week. I'm really hoping he becomes our full-time producer. I really hope so, too, because he he is an entertaining lad. He is a, he is a so. good dude. He, he's plugged in with the young folk. He is significantly younger than both of us. And so if we can get him on our side, I think it's good because Jason Rossi, man, he rest in peace. He has moved on. Uh, well, at least from the show, anyway. So, <laughs> about, yeah. that, no, 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 don't worry about that. But so anyway, but Shime, we were reading the thing about the Facebook group and the uh, storming of Area 51. And one of the key components of it, Ryan, is they want everybody to attack it with a Naruto run. Are Which you has, fa- I, I am familiar with Naruto. Naruto. Yes, <laughs> Naruto. I, a Naruto. I was not as familiar with the Naruto run. So Shime demonstrated for me in the WEI hallway. Yeah. Looks good. It looks like you could go pretty fast. You, you look like you can you can really move. And if you're not, it looks like you're going faster than you are. So let me ask you this. If yeah. I hypothetically ran a 46540 in high school. Yep. Not hypothetical. I did. Confirmed. I can confirm it. You can give you were there. If I, I ran a, if I ran and, and that was your standard sprinter's uh, you know, form. If I ran it in Naruto form. What do you think my time would have been? Four or five flat, faster for sure. Yeah, you've confirmed it. You yep. get the head. You get the head forward. You get the arms back. You're, you're already, already in like, like a bitch, and you you're already four. in the finishing position the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, yard two, you are in the finish. You're crossing the tape <laughs> in yard two. <laughs> you're coasted. You're just coasted for four first downs. <laughs> <laughs> You're just uh, you're gliding uh, across the finish line. But the Naruto, the Naruto thing just cracks me up. It was funny because my wife was actually listening to the show at the time. And even she said, she's like, that was legit funny because you could picture it. As soon as you said, arms back, head out. Like, you've seen people <laughs> run that way. And it's so outrageous. You're just like full sprint that way. I There's, love it. once with the school I work in, I, my classroom is facing the quad. And every once in a while, you'll just see a kid just like full tilt. On the road through runner. Yeah. <laughs> like it's become like a thing. It's God funny. Bless them. It's funny. But it's um, hilarious. I love it. Let's let's get to the bigger news here. There was a time yeah. 20 years ago where you and I both ran sub 540s. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just a hair slower at 4'8, but we did it. I can't, I can't, I can't move anymore. Nope. I am right now, uh, speaking of moving, I injured myself moving. Oh, no. Um, and guess what came back? Oh, uh, the shoulder popped out. Nope, no, no. wasn't that. The, the turf toe. The turf toe. Oh, turf toe is nothing to mess with. It is, sucks. I, I turf can't walk. Turf a real bitch. People hear that and they think it's like a fake injury. But and if I tell had people, turf toe, it stinks. And you know I have. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I tell people that ended Deion Sanders' career. Well, it's not turf just... Toe. It, it gets like a because it's a weird label. Like it's really yeah. like your whole foot is messed up. It's, it's like the, all the tendons yeah. in your foot. It's the one. It's like the big toe knuckle. Yeah. Like if I that's how I yeah. Like I remember I, I had a I had a mild case of turf toe in high school, oh. and our trainer Ms. Mack, yep, who was awesome. She's like, I think I can do something for you, and I was like, what? And, and I know she, she did it to me, and it sucked. I was telling my wife about it, but it worked. Like it worked. I'm saying, like game day, she would tape. The toe, then straight like up. straight up, and then like mm-hmm. behind the ankle, and then and you're like, "There's no way I'm going to be able to run." And then you actually just kind of do it. Yeah, like you're not as fast, obviously, but no. you can still just kind of do it. But you're not stopping on a dime. You're not six mm. mo. 
No, six mo. <laughs> My vanity cleats. Yep, six mo. Because hey, that's what we were going for. That's one, we were going for at a time. Six mo. Six mo. One. All right, Ryan. Are you ready for the uh, the news? Okay. Okay. exciting news this is news that is really worth mentioning sometimes i'll be honest we have not as exciting news news that's not for everybody this is news for everybody it's been confirmed that there will be a fourth thor movie so excited the first mcu character ever to get his own fourth film of course we got an iron man trilogy a captain america trilogy we're all assuming there's going to be a spider-man trilogy there had been three thor movies and now we're getting a fourth but not only that it's taika watiti which we wouldn't have really wanted it if it was anybody else right coming back or maybe james gunn but coming back to right sean gunn james gunn yeah yeah um and it's a little misleading though because you said thor is the first one to get his like four movies but it took him three to get it right uh yeah the first one was pretty good second one was not good second Third one like, was awesome yeah so it's one know. of the really it's a rare trilogy where it was like one and then two goes down and then three goes like way up like way better than the first very rare name like, another you, movie where three is better than the original uh captain america is that Civil War? Yeah, Civil yeah. War. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, but but again, it's just kind of weird, That's right? Like, they could just call it Captain America. That was an Avengers movie. Come on. I was going to say, because it's almost like you got to take the MCU out of it. It's almost That's not cheating. fair because, yeah. like, because you also can you can develop them more in the Avengers movies. So, it's not right. just like your standard Godfather 1, 2, 3, Jurassic Park 1, 2, 3, like, you know, Godfather or whatever, all those ones. I think, like, they pulled a sneaky with Civil War, though. They That, that was, like, technically was an, Avengers. an Avengers movie. Well, that was really like Iron Man four. It was like Spider Man point five. Yeah, it was like all, it was a whole bunch of movies wrapped up into one. So yeah, that one doesn't really count. But Thor, we're excited for. And so the MCU, even though Phase three is over, they already have a bunch of dates kind of reserved. I think mm-hmm. they have two films in twenty twenty, and then three in twenty twenty one. I want to say something like that. So twenty twenty is going to be twenty twenty one is Thor four. Right, probably. So, so they have anyone. Guardians three and what else? Well, that's what I wonder is because like Guardians three couldn't that also be like as Guardians of the Galaxy and you could like yeah. tie that in with Thor? It was like Black Panther two, probably Black Panther two, Electric Boogaloo, probably yep. Doctor Strange two, Electric yep. Boogaloo, uh, the Black Widow prequel movie. Oh right, that's already shooting one right of those. now. Yeah, and then there might be some other shit like uh was it like the eternals or like uh shang chi no 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 no, 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 they punted on that yeah (laughs) but they they got some stuff up their sleeve yeah uh, spider-man three of course all that shit right did you see the the uh images of the sith trooper yeah i did i did see that cool kind of cool cool. it looks like a mix yeah well basically it's a mix of the the old imperial guard Mm -hmm. you know the emperor's guys and Mm -hmm. a stormtrooper yeah, is what I've gathered. So this bad they look bitch, like they have cool weapons. They do, and it looks like he'll be in, or he or she will be in the uh, Rise of Skywalker coming I out. I like that. Gender neutral, gender gender neutral Sith troopers. I like that. Could be anything. Could be anything. We don't we don't know what's under the mask. Or hey, you did know. you hear? So Gwendolyn Christie. Speaking of Captain um, Phasma, Captain Phasma, she was 
HBO did not submit um, for the her, Emmys. For yeah. the Emmys, and yeah. so she did it herself, and then got nominated. Ridiculous! That's awesome. That good is for oh, good for good for her. Is right, but just yeah. ridiculous that I didn't even realize that. Like that, what a stupid process! Like, why can't you just listen? You're the Emmys. You need to watch everything. Sorry, right. you're not we hashtag can. dork. No, we yeah. no, we're not. We have lives. The Emmys but can. You're the Emmys. You have to watch everything. You don't need people to submit. Like, you need to apply for an Emmy. Well, don't you think, like, your, for your consideration, don't you think HBO is like, well, we can't nominate everyone from this show? Yeah, that must be part of it. Because, uh, what's her name? Got nominated too, I believe, right? Amelia uh, Clark got nominated. Arya Stark. Maybe she Williams. did. Yep. Um, they had 32 think, nominations. Which is crazy. And so did, like, Dinklage is one of them too. It was the worst season by far. They get 32 nominations. But one thing that you've noticed, and I think it's both the Emmys and the Golden Globes, is if you let them know that it's your final season, you'll get rewarded like crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That happened with embarrassing. Uh, that happened with the the Oscars with um Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings did. But I'm saying I think it was like was it Breaking Bad, Mad Men, and a couple of these other ones that it was their last season. And you know, Breaking Bad was still very good. So not that it didn't deserve it. But once they'd let everybody know, hey, this is our last season, like they won a million things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, whatever. Uh, a couple of Netflix news and notes here. Mind Hunter season two, which has been one of my pick of the pod, or season mm-hmm. one was one of my pick of the pods. Uh, season two is coming out on August 16th. This show's great. I'm going to pick it. So I'm going to actually start watching this in Good. preparation for season two nice. because I'm nice. interested because um, I want to watch it because. And this, I know this to be true. The guy who plays Charles Manson in Mindhunter is the same guy who's playing Charles Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's oh. the same guy, just like a younger. And that comes out in a couple of weeks, by the way. So yeah. I'm excited for, so for I'm gonna, both I'm going to try to get to that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ryan, this I thought was interesting. I, I, I'm curious your take of this. So another show that I watched on Netflix and I really enjoyed season one was the show 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. Season two came out, and I don't think I got through the second episode. It sucked. It was so bad. They took some weird turns with it, and they they tried doing stuff. It was horrible, horrible. Season one, I thought was really good. And again, so this is a high school show. It's very heavy. I tried to warn everybody. It's very heavy. And in the world um, of being hype, people were pissed about this show. Hated it, and they uh, hated it. And like, uh, yeah, but the the. Kids don't read. Like I'm a high school teacher, I can tell you, kids don't read. So like that's they didn't oh, never read the book. No, no, right. But I'm just saying. So there was a source material. It's so right. They, they took so it for the show. Go ahead. The issue that people the people took issue with the show and and the re, the thing they edited out. Right. Well, so that so that's the news. I was going to say is so one of the main things in the whole story is there's a a girl who commits suicide. Yes. And the whole thing is 13 reasons why she committed suicide, mm-hmm. and she before she killed herself left a series of tapes. Cassette tapes, and, yeah. Cassette tapes, and the show is basically like flashbacks and things, and certain characters listening to the tapes. And ultimately, sorry, this is a spoiler, but this is the news. Whatever. Um, I spoil the show. I, I hate the show. Spoil it all you want. All right. So the scene of her killing herself, and I remember watching it and being like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah, this show was already heavy. Like, there were rapes in the show. Right. There was all kinds of shit going on, and then the suicide, and they show it, the bat bathtub scene or whatever. And then so all of a sudden I see that it's trending on Twitter. I'm like, oh, that's weird. This is like a, a two-year-old show. I wonder why it's trending. And Netflix has scrubbed it. So if you go to watch it right now, and I forget which episode it is, but they edited out the scene of her 
killing herself and they were yep. saying like they realized that that was bad they got a lot of backlash for it but there see, may or may not be a season three i guess and so people are probably going to rebinge yeah. season one but so it's out but here's the thing like that's not the issue that's not the issue that people had it's the you know i don't want to get into the whole thing because uh, this guy could go on and on and on about the but like the psychology of teenagers this would take like an hour but like yeah that wasn't the issue and like taking that out is just like it doesn't matter i you know what i mean like but i i feel like First of all, people are going to be able to find it. Oh, they'll find it. Yeah. And, and this is drawing more attention to it. I think so. Like for, yeah. for a day and a half, it was trending. And so that's the exact audience that you're hoping avoids it or all yeah. the kids that are on Twitter. So they're going to see it. They may have missed it and be like, oh, shit. Like think about any, like anything in the world when you were 18 or, or under, if you were told that like, oh, you, you can't see this. Or like you shouldn't watch What do you want to do? Remember those like faces of death videos? Yeah. You're like, all right, well, I better watch like, Rotten.com. Yeah. Like remember, yeah, Rotten.com. Oh. Like I got to go on that. You know, yeah, I, I better check that. that out. I can't see that. I better go check that out reddit 50 50s like I, oh i gotta check that have you heard of reddit 50 50s by the way no it's 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 bad it's yeah, like i don't want that basically it's like it could either be like a picture of cute puppies or like a horrific car accident and you Uh-oh. have to click on it to like find out which one it is <laughs> so that sucks yeah it sucks don't know don't go near there but okay. anyway my, my point on this show i actually liked it but again i am coming at it from somebody who's in their mid thirties yeah. who had an enjoyable time in high school. I wasn't bullied. I was not, like, I wasn't all, you know what I mean? So like, I am not the right person to like really weigh in on this and like right. what kind of impact it had on me. I thought the kid who the, the dude who was in don't breathe, he's yep. like the lead in this right. and he's excellent. Yes. And so I like that. He was almost Spider-Man. And he would have been a decent. I mean, he's no Tom he Holland. No he Tom been, Holland. He yeah. would have been decent. And the girl who committed suicide actually got nominated for either a Globe or an Emmy, like for season yeah. one. Good for her. But anyway, so it all ties back in together. Right, part her. two of CNN series The Movies. It's a two-hour show every Sunday. Aired this past Sunday, where they just tackled the '90s. Yeah, yeah. They did not mention Scream. Oh my God! Are did you not, like beside yourself? Did not mention it. I don't think the horror the horror genre is getting a whiff. No, so that's why. So before I really lose my mind and write a sternly worded letter to CNN, I'm mm-hmm. curious if one of the Sundays is just going to be horror because like so. they've really avoided it. So for the '90s, they did mention Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. and they did not really mention, a horror movie. No, it is and it isn't. Yeah, and but that might be it. There might have been one other one. I mean, they did a pretty good job. Like, they obviously, they started with Goodfellas. They got to, you know, Shawshank Redemption, Tarantino movies. And it's interesting because, like, they'll either take, like, a director and, like, rattle off two or three or an actor. And the 90s, after sitting back and looking at it, I think you can really sum it up with Tom Hanks, Will Smith, Steven Spielberg, Quentin Tarantino. Joe Pesci. (laughs) <laughs> and joe pesci one of my favorite little factoids that i tell people all the time when they're watching oh, i love goodfellas i'm like do you understand joe pesci shot goodfellas and home alone yeah. in the same calendar year yeah like that's awesome who had, who had a better year uh joe pesci home alone goodfellas or jim carrey with jim ace carrey Ventura, ace ventura dumb and dumber the mask three three <laughs> number one movies in a in a year him and i think him and will smith are the only ones who have done that so they did hit on like Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey. Like those were the comedy guys. And then like <laughs> yeah. Will Smith. And it's also no surprise because somebody was, they were talking about how like, like Will Smith was similar to Tom Cruise. And like, he knew that to be like a 
like a real global star, you had to appeal to movies like science fiction movies because they're watched all over the world. Yeah. And I'm like, and because they're both Scientologists. Yes. Like that's obviously. Anyway, I'll see what happens with uh, CNN, the movies coming up on uh, this Sunday. I think it's just the 2000s they're going to tackle. Uh, I watched Scream season three, Ryan, on VH1. How'd that go? Yeah, not great, Bob. Did you do pop-up video? <laughs> <laughs> they would have been better off doing pop-up yeah. video. Was not great. Ryan, I don't know if you saw this. There was the uh, the trailer just got released for Three from Hell. I did see it. It was kind of an odd trailer. Yeah, it was like it was just like choppy and it was people like hitting each other. Forty five seconds of kind of like chaos. I will tell you this though, Sherry Moon Zombie, yeah, is terrifying. She's really good, and she has like the high voice. Yeah, and that's, like I don't like that. Scary laugh. I don't like that one bit. She is scary. So this, of course, is uh, part of the. House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, now Trilogy, Three yep. from Hell. I believe it comes out next month, but it's going to be one of those select theater type of deals. Which, we'll see it. <laughs> I will absolutely. I love Maybe we do. Rejects. Maybe uh, we can do uh, like a, a podcast of all three movies. Talk about all three. Yes, I like that. Or October. I, the, what, the, uh, the Firefly family or something yeah trilogy yeah. we'll call it something but i like so devil's rejects is one of my five favorite horror movies so three from hell could be terrible but like i'm gonna see it mm-hmm. i'm definitely gonna see it uh and the last thing i have ryan before we get to your news and this actually ties in very well with the topic sure does. of your yep and that would be the comic book which i was just telling you guys about paper girls has mm-hmm. been picked up by amazon so this is going to be a series I've only read the first two volumes. I think it, there's at least five out. I've read two of them. It's good. It's like time travel. It's, it's fascinating. Um, they say it's kind of like Stranger Things or like Goonies, but with all girl characters, they're all paper girls. And uh, it's good. And so anyway, it's going to be to Amazon. That would be one of the books I would recommend as well. Uh, but that is that. Ryan, are you ready for your news? Sure. Let's hit it. It's time for Davey's video game All right. All right. Let's go. So the biggest news, I guess, in the last couple of weeks, and I know like I've been kind of out of the loop. Um, I haven't been playing as many video games as I've wanted to, but something that has kind of taken over uh, Twitch and uh, a lot of the video game talk is this uh, League of Legends came out with something called Team Fight Tactics, which is basically a new game set in the League of Legends world where it's a turn-based strategy game. Instead of playing with like um, like five other people, like you control all the characters and you fight against a singular person, but it's mm. turn-based. So it's like a lot of strategy that way. Okay. And if you go on Twitch and you go on, like I'm going to start playing it. Like once I you know get the Twitch up and running again, like I'm going to start playing it and just kind of like a, just to see what it's all about, because I'm, I'm telling you, this game has like exploded over like mm. the past two weeks. So um, I'm definitely going to check that out. And it's something, so if you're interested in, uh, the way I'm, I see it, it's like basically like a board, like a live board game. Oh, not like a strategy, like board game kind of thing. All right. Um, so if you're you're looking to get into like League of Legends, but not necessarily in the team building aspect of it, and you just want to kind of do it yourself, like this might be a good option for you. Do um, you like, like to do it yourself? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I get. No, I get it. I would, no, right. I was gonna do the next line, but then I figured I'd, I'd, <laughs> I shouldn't. Um, the other the other game that uh, 
uh, One Finger Death Punch. Have you played One Finger Death Punch? No, I've heard of it though. I've not played it. It's so basically, it's like you just click the mouse and like you're you're like a kung fu guy, and it only takes one finger. <laughs> so one One Finger Death Punch Two just came out, and it looks really cool. So if you're you're into like just like a simple like casual game that like looks really cool, plays really fast, like that's that's something you guys should check out. I think it's like five bucks or something on Steam. Um, yeah. Apex Legends is making a push now. We have ranked. We have ranked Apex now. Oh, I've seen some uh, scuttlebutt about this. Uh, so, so it's nice. So uh, it, it's less casual now that people who are actually, they're doing a ranking system so you can play with people your speed, much like Overwatch, which is like a brilliant idea. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than getting in a battle royale and just getting smacked. Like as soon as you hit Fox. the ground. Yeah. You're like I'm on the ground. I got boots on the ground. I'm like gearing up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the air for another, you know, however, I like to have a float. I like to you know, enjoy the peaceful time when I play And I'm games. just getting, you know, getting a bip and a bop. You know, I'm getting, Who, I'm getting killed right off the bat. Who's got a these. gun for me? Yeah. Who's got a gun? <laughs> Anybody got um, a gun? And the game that I am currently playing is a game called 1980X, oh. which um, it's kind of a cool idea. Um, so the story, it's a, it tells a singular story about like this coming of age thing about like this teenager in the eighties, but how they tell the story is they tell the story through different types of games. So like you have like your side scrolling brawler, like a streets of rage, mm-hmm. or you have like a racing game, like rad racer, or you oh, wow. have like a, um, like a flat, I call them like spaceship games, but like, you know, the ones where like the spaceships go on like left to right and you can go up and down. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's telling that story through like different types of games. And he like hangs out at an arcade yeah. a lot. So that's how he like kind of like tells the story. So it's a singular narrative, like based like told through all these games that we used to like play and love all the time. So I'm definitely, you know, playing a little bit of that. I might get that on stream, you know, nice. do all sorts of cool stuff. So, so check 1980X. If you don't, and it has like a kick-ass like synthwave soundtrack too. So nice. Check that out. Yeah. Like that. Oh, also I know the Overwatch summer games, there's new skin yeah. for so that Overwatch was next, summer games as well. That was my next thing after I took oh. a sip of my soda water. Um, soda water, not gingy? Nah, I, uh, Fresh I, ran out. I ran out. Yeah. Son of a gun. And my wife keeps can all somebody the get, Can somebody get Davey a bunch of ginger ale, please? Where, are, are, where is Wild Bill's soda? Right we don't, now? Have, we don't ask for much on the podcast. If Davey can get a goddamn ginger ale sponsor, at least we can all sleep well at night. Oh, my God. I, every week I would do a read. Every week. For Christ's sake. Not every much. Week. We don't ask for anything. Not for anything. I just, I just want some nice cold ginger ale. So, we give. Know? We give. We give. All we do is we give. Oh, you know, and it, all we get is complaints and oh, back my talk God. and sass. That's all we get. It is. People are angry. The seas are angry, my friends. Yeah. So, summer games, Overwatch. Uh, yeah. I might have to play Overwatch again. I'm, I'm, you know how I feel about I it. I got to get back yeah. in there. I got. I got to, you know, carve out some time and get in there again. Yeah, I do. I do. How, how you sleeping though? Getting any sleep? Uh, yeah. You look well rested. Ish. I'm doing yeah. okay. Ish. Doing all right. Yeah. Ish. It hasn't right. hit me as bad as I thought. But anyway, Ryan, are you ready for the topic du jour? Oh, one more thing. There is a uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home VR game now. Oh, which you know how we you and I got a little nauseous doing the VR. This might really send us over the edge. I've real, seen it. Got real sick playing the Jurassic Park game. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> that was that was tough. Yeah, that was a tough go. But Ryan, uh, all that aside, are you are you ready for the topic? Yeah, before? let's do it. Well, it's the topic of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I completely whiffed on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we are continuing our series of best blank you've never blanked we have oh, done yeah. we have twice done best horror movies you've never seen yep i think we did best movies you've never seen maybe at some point something like that and something then like we that. yeah and then we did best tv shows you've never seen we did that with uh shime and rossi so this is best comics you've never read probably Although it's 
Yeah, probably. Cause these are obviously ones that both Davey and I have, have read obviously. Um, and so I was trying to think of ones that don't count. And to me, it's really like, you know, watchmen, mm-hmm. most Batman things, especially the Frank Miller, Batman, any Frank yeah. Miller, daredevil, uh, the walking dead, old any, man, Logan, yeah. any Alan Moore, Moore. All good point. All Alan Moore. Like that is yeah. all just everybody has read that. Like some of these that I've picked are probably somewhat popular, but I'm trying to take the obvious. Like if you just Googled like best comics, it, these would not pop up. Like and you got to dig a little bit for them. Yeah. And the thing that I want to stress too, if we say something that you've read, it's not that like good for you. Like right. you're, you're uh, like, a tr- like we, you know, we cater to not the not really the hardcore. I don't think. I was gonna say that's a good point because we don't we don't talk yeah. a lot of comics on the show, and yeah. it's funny. Like, uh, I remember we were talking not too long ago about Batman: The Long Halloween, which I would mm. say is a very common book. And I remember people being like, "Oh, thanks for the recommendation. I just read this." And yeah. so that that's the point is like we're talking to people right now who have never read Watchmen, who have never read Batman Year One, and that's fine. And so this is going to be somewhere in the middle. Like these aren't the deepest pulls in the world. No, 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 no. But they're also not like your just show up because like this is when I got into it, and like I read comics as a kid. But as far yep. as like these graphic novels and like these adult ones, I didn't really get into that until probably when we started the podcast, like three or four years ago, maybe yeah. a little bit before that. And I remember doing a lot of what probably most of you guys have done. And I would Google like, all right, essential DC books, mm-hmm. essential Marvel books. And I would get them. And so like, I feel like I have read every important Batman story, but it took me like all these searches to do it. And so like, I, I was looking for something like this episode today telling us like what other books are worth reading because there's so much shit out there there's and so th- much and that's the thing so i try to find things that people might like the the casual comic book reader might not have heard of before mm-hmm. but they're super accessible like you yeah. can walk into like like uh, my town library has three of these yeah they you do know what oh, i mean yeah, so li- like, libraries actually that's a good point check out your yeah. local library because you might wa- not want to spend the money on it and you go to your library and you can pull this out and then you'll know yeah. right away whether it's worth picking up more and some of these ones that we're recommending are already completed stories. Like you yep. can just go there. Some of them are one book. Some of them might be 10, but whatever, but they're done. And yeah. So read a, a great example for that. Um, it's not on my list because as we've talked about it on the podcast before, but my local library had all of the American vampires. Yeah. So that's how I, so I would like check one out, read it. Cause I blow, th- once you start reading them, like you blow through them. American like Vampire is a great one. And so yeah. there's a handful of authors that I would say, read anything by. And, and Scott Snyder's, Scott Snyder's one of them. I got one of his on here. Yeah. One of my absolute favorites, like mm-hmm. anything, any Batman thing that Scott Snyder has written is great. American Vampire. But also it's funny how many, like really because of the success of the walking dead, how many of these shows have since been, picked up or how many of these books have been picked up by TV and American gods is a TV show. Now uh, I got, well, that was like a real book, but then they also yeah. made it into a graphic novel, but we've talked about the boys being a, a, yeah. a graphic novel that is going to be on paper girls, which we just mentioned. There's uh, preacher is out. Uh, yeah. Why the last man there's talks about that becoming a, a book as well. So those are all really good ones, but 
All right, let's just we're gonna just ping pong back and let's forth, Ryan. So yeah. I will I will allow you to go first. So I'm gonna do. Speaking of Scott Snyder, I might as well get this one out of the way now. The one that I have um, from him is a, a series called Witches with a Y. Yes, I've, um, I've read this. Which is a six six issue. Uh, it's it's just like a limited run. And the why I bring this up is Scott Snyder is so good uh, at what he writes, and combined with one of my favorite artists right now is a guy named Jock, who did the art. He did the art for this, and it's yeah. absolutely incredible like i i Jock found that jock's great and he does a lot of batman stuff snyder does a lot of batman stuff um but uh just the way that it's 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 horrifying and i find myself i want to go through this i'm like pigeonholed a little bit there's a lot of horror on here yeah um, there is i think snyder it, is good at writing horror. he's good and the yeah. thing is is like i think graphic novels is such a great medium for horror yes um, where I was, you know, reading horror books, I grew up reading Stephen King. I told you my mother had like every Stephen King book, yeah, Dean right, right, right. book ever. Um, but this is such a great like visual, like you think of like American vampire, think of witches and stuff like that. Like amazing horror can be done in this medium. And this is a great example of it. And the last thing I would say is the film adaptation, um, is recently purchased by Brad Pitt's plan B. So there is, wow. they have the rights to that. So it could be getting made. I don't know. But Well, it's funny cause I follow Scott Snyder on Twitter and a lot he's sort of teased that witches may not be done like he may go back and write more of witches do it because it's awesome yeah the whole thing of like pull it you read it the people like pulling people oh my god i have read witches i've read witches another one of scott snyder's horror ones is the book i don't know if it's on your list but it's uh severed and not as good as so i actually own it and i because i bought it because i'm like it's scott snyder and it's good but it's not as good as witches so which is definitely better on this list um this one again People have definitely read it. And you mentioned Stephen King. And this is by Stephen King's son, Joe Hill. Yep. Uh, this was IDW Publishing. This has also just recently been picked up. This apparently is going to be a TV show as well. And that would be Lock and Key. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Amazon, their little uh, plot, Lock and Key tells the story of the Lock siblings, Tyler, Kinsey, and little Bodie, who, along with their mother, return to their ancestral home of Key House following their father's gruesome murder. Key House is a place of both wonder and fear, filled with dark doors and the magic keys that open them, and also home to a malicious presence that will stop at nothing in its quest for the Omega Key and the unspeakable prize it unlocks. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to do a TV show out of this. I feel like if it was animated, I think it would be pretty sweet, just because like the book was really good. Yeah, but. It could be. It, it's going to be crazy. It's definitely got some horror vibes to it. Pretty creepy. And this was another one that I actually read at the at the library and just yeah. got each volume after volume after volume after volume and ripped through this. So I would, especially with the TV show just around the corner, I would go see check out Lock and Key. And I read the first two volumes of this, and I thought it was it was. I didn't see where it was going, but it was definitely going somewhere, mm-hmm. and it was definitely intriguing. Definitely um, some yeah. really cool characters that were yes. being developed into the first two. So um, yeah, definitely check this out. This is a this is it was a, good. a good one. Like the magic stuff, like it's definitely horror, but fantasy. Yeah. It's like all that, yeah. And like finding the keys, having to find the keys yeah, around the, keys the house, all and, and like all yeah. what all the keys can do. They're all, they right. all do something a little bit differently, mm-hmm. and so how they use that is good. Uh, so the next one I have is a little bit offbeat. Now you have to understand, like being an English teacher as well as a la- I'm a, uh, being a classicist. Classicist, um, thank you. Um, I taught freshman English for a number of years, and we'd have to teach Romeo and Juliet. So one of the things that someone tipped me off to um, was this. Is kind of a weird story. So DC uh, published this. It's a one-off. It's a graphic novel uh, called Prince of Cats, um, which 
um, is the nickname of Tybalt in Romeo and Juliet. They call him the Prince of Cats. So it centers around Tybalt, um, but it's set in like 1980s New York City. Okay. And, cool. and so like, it's the story of like what happens to him like before and like during like the Romeo and Juliet thing. And so uh-huh. in a set with like all this like graffiti art and like hip hop and like all the birth of hip hop and all this thing, uh, Tybalt is involved with an underground sword fighting <laughs> like ring. Okay. So it's like kind of like it's set in the world of Romeo and Juliet, but like if it was an eighties New York. Hmm. Um, and the reason I bring this up, one of the coolest things of being able to do this podcast now and watching movies and reading what we read now, so many of these things are being optioned as movies. Yeah. Um, and so this is actually being made into a movie and Lake Heath Stanfield is attached to play Tibble. Oh, cool. So that's actually a really cool thing that like once that, that comes really out, good. so it's going to be a really cool movie. If you've read the, if like, just, yeah. So if you've read it and you know it, like, or I would read it before the the movie comes out, just so you can get an understanding of like what it's all about. So that's pretty it's cool. hard to explain. Yeah, but but no spoilers here, no spoilers. Yeah. So that's good. Um, all right, that's good. The next one on my list is called The Fade Out by Ed Brubaker. It's an image comic. It's a you can get it. It's just like one collected edition, one book. Uh, the synopsis, the story is. Uh, which is actually partly inspired by the life of Brubaker's uncle. And it's funny because Brubaker does a lot of like, you know, superhero stuff. And this yep. one is not. Uh, it's set in 1948. It stars Charlie Parrish, who is a Hollywood screenwriter who's suffering from PTSD. And he's fronting for his blacklisted best friend, uh, Gil, who is like a uh, um, commie like sympathizer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So when Charlie wakes from a blackout in the same room as a murdered starlet, he and Gil set out to bring her justice or her killer to justice. And as they learn more about her troubled past, they find themselves up against powerful Hollywood elites Ooh. who do not want to upset the status quo. Uh, this was good. And this was just different for me. Cause speaking of superheroes, like I had read so many, you know, Batman, Justice League, Marvel stuff like right in a row. And then it was cool to just read something different. And so that's what this yeah. was. The art was really good. The writing is really good. And it's a cool little story. So uh, that one's called The Fade Out. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, part of the reason that we do this stuff too is like it's such a good palate cleanser from like mm-hmm. stuff we talk about all the time. And it's nice to read or like look at something else other yeah. than like Marvel or whatever. So yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's like, I've been doing a lot of superhero reading. It's nice to kind of <laughs> just try something else on, try something else. Uh-huh. Um, the next one on my list uh, is a book written by Josh Williamson and Mike Henderson. Uh, it's called nail biter. And this is another image comic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just read you the quick synopsis. The series centers around a fictional town of Buckaroo, Oregon, which is, <laughs> Which, which has produced 16 of the United States' worst serial killers. Like, there's some weird thing. Like, they all come from this town. Wow. Um, its most recent creation is, I'm not going to tell you the person's name, because the whole part is, like, they figure it out. Okay. Uh, otherwise known as Nail Biter, due to his uh, predilection for chewing off victims' nails and, and part of their flesh after he killed oh, them. Oh, God damn. So, there's this whole story with, like, this cop whose FBI agent comes to town, um, and, uh, like, an NSA agent, and they're, like, trying to find him. So, it's, like, a crime. It's basically, like, it's almost like a seven, kind of. Oh, shit. Vibe okay. to it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they, and it's like a lot, there's six, there's six volumes of it and it's all collected. You can get it all at once. Um, so it's all, is, it's done. Yeah. So it's done. So it ended in 2017. Um, right, and that's right. some of the, some of these that we were talking about, they're like, they, they come in like collected edition. So you don't have to like, 
Like American Vampire is hard to get like the omnibus because it's like it would be super big. Yeah, um, there's a lot of volumes. But yeah. some of these are just like one off. Like right. uh, there's one I think it's called like the murder edition. Oh, really? Okay. Um, where it's all of them are together. That's they're pretty sweet. Out, like trades. Yeah. Um, so definitely check it out. If you like kind of crime, like like seven vibe to it. Again, image comic. So yeah. check out Nailbiter for sure. All right. I'm a little biased on this one, but this would be from uh, the DC Rebirth. Uh, so obviously they had the new 52, which came out several years ago, and they tried to like relaunch everything. And then just a couple of years back, they had Rebirth. Yep. And so they tried to, you know, start with new storylines, but also continue some of the past stuff and and whatever. They do this every once in a while just because they know people like to buy issue number ones, right? Like that's essentially yeah. what it comes down to. Yep. But there's still some really good storytelling to be had in there. Um, like Scott Snyder was doing the all-star Batman stuff, and that's really good because that's like its own kind of continuity. But anyway, I personally really like Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah. And Scott Lobdell who was doing Red Hood and the Outlaws for the New 52 or Red Hood and Arsenal, he was doing that stuff. He, I think, has is, is really kind of found it in this series. And so you know how in DC there is the trinity of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yes. There is also now the Dark Trinity, oh. which is Red Hood, Artemis, who is like a badass version of Wonder Woman. Like yep. she's an Amazonian. Mm-hmm. And then Bizarro, like Bizarro Superman. And oh, those yeah. three are buddies. Isn't Bizarro Superman like stupid though? He's dumb, but yeah. he's super powerful, and he's really friends with Red Hood and Artemis. And so, so he's like very suggestive. Like, hey, go punch yes. that guy in the face. You yes. know what I mean? And yeah. not to give too much away, but there may be something that happens to Bizarro where in some of the arc in the story, he becomes really, really smart. Oh, you a little know, bit so of Professor Hulk action? Yes. So there is yeah. some of that. There's some twists and some turns and some and some good stuff. Um, but I enjoyed this. I read a lot of the Rebirth like like issues number ones just to see what I would like. And yeah. uh, Deathstroke is really good. I read the first few volumes of Deathstroke, mm-hmm. and then Red Hood and the Outlaws is good. And then I just ordered. I haven't even read it yet. I just ordered it though. Is uh, Red Hood colon Outlaw, which is another issue coming out. So I think he's kind of branching off on his own. Well, so much. All I can't wait. The Red Hood, you can shake a stick at. You I'm know? pretty sure, and I could be wrong, but I think I've read everything that Red Hood is in. I hope so. From you know hush to under mm-hmm. the hood to lost days to whatever else uh death of the family all of that stuff i've read all of the red hood stuff but anyway it is good it's not just because i like the character so much but it is it's good stuff all right so next up i have another image comic oh that yeah, uh, image this, is good image, image is good comic. and yeah. it's super offbeat stuff uh this one is called chew have you heard of this? Yes, I have heard of this. Yeah. So Chew is an American comic book series uh, about a f- U.S. food FDA agent mm. who solves crimes by receiving psychic impressions from food, including people. It's, isn't that kind of like iZombie? So this came, this came out before iZombie. This came out in 2009. Interesting. Got so it. like this is – I think a lot of iZombie takes from this. Mm-hmm. He's not a zombie. He's an actual guy. But it's, and it's like psychic – abilities mm-hmm. so he has to just like nibble on like crime victims like that's how he likes he's like a master detective like food and drug administration um yeah, it's written by john layman um and rob gilroy does the does the art and the art's really cool uh mm. the guy's name is john chu i believe like yes, chu so it's yeah, like yeah, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's uh um that's pretty good though. but it's called like chu like c-h-e-w so uh it's it's definitely weird i've read the first volume uh the first volume is called taster's choice um 
I've read that. It's actually really good, and I think it's still going. Okay. So uh, I think I'm, I think that's right. I think I've heard that. Yeah. So um, I don't know. This this could be a really cool series, or yeah, um, definitely. Um, but again, like you said, a lot of it, like I Zombie, kind of bit that. Mm-hmm. Forgive the pun, but like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, they yeah. kind of bit it from them. So uh, definitely check out Shoe. It won yeah. two Eisners uh, and two Harvey Awards. So it's actually oh, no, really it. good. That's so really good. definitely check that out. All right, I'm gonna go. The, my next one is uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, baby. The Jeff Lemire run. So yep. Moon Knight Volume One is called Lunatic, and then there's several volumes after that. But you can even just you know start with that one and see if you like it. It's Mark Spector, aka Moon Knight. Jake Lockley, Stephen Grant has been fighting criminals and keeping New York City safe for years, or has he? When he wakes up in an insane asylum with no powers and a lifetime's worth of medical records, his whole identity or identities are called into question. Something is wrong, but is it something? Is that something Mark Spector himself? And this is good because, you know, Moon Knight was basically Marvel's counter to Batman for a while. Yeah. And like super poor man's Batman. Like it was just like, all right. He's got a cape. What, like we don't really know what he does or whatever. He, I he thought shows he shows up from time to time. He's got a plane. Like it's weird. Like, yeah. he's, but like he always seemed to show up as like a like with a very convenient times with other superheroes. Like I remember reading like a Spider Man run where he would like show up. Yeah, I think he was in the wasn't he in Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet? I think he might have been like one of the guys like in the background. Like okay, yeah, like, probably. Night, you're, like, yeah. What, you're like whatever. But this run, and Jeff Lemire is another one who's really good. He's had some good stuff. I believe he had the Green Arrow run, which was really good. Um, but this is this turns Moon Knight into a character that you would care about. Absolutely. Like that's this is the run that I really liked because yeah. he's questioning whether or not all of this stuff actually happened. Yeah. You know, and like, and it's just like so it's essentially not to give too much away. But no, like, not to give too much away. But I, I think so Daredevil had a run where you're like, all right, Daredevil's kind of he's cool. And I'm saying like this is like even before you and I got into comics. Like this yep. is like early on. Daredevil's created, Daredevil's cool, whatever, blind superhero, all that. But then once Frank Miller got his hands on it, mm-hmm. Daredevil got launched up into being like one of the great characters in Marvel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Moon Knight is there, but he he was really nothing to get excited about. And then Jeff Lemire writes this and we're like, holy smokes. And that I know you thought that Keanu Reeves as we get into MCU phase four, yeah. he would be a pretty damn good Moon Knight. And I think it would be a character that he would really want to play. I don't know Keanu Reeves personally, mm-hmm. but I think if you're going to play a superhero, if you're going to be introduced into this world, wouldn't it be cool to be one that like every scene, he's a different character? Like, yeah. Every I, scene, I, I, like, love, I love the idea of introducing a, a new superhero. Now that we're in, you know, movie number 24 will be the next yeah. MCU movie. And you introduce a character where you don't really know if he's a hero. And you're like, wait a minute, is he? Like, I don't know if I trust this guy. And then yeah. even he has doubts if he is or not. Like, that would be fascinating. Or you just have, like, someone be like, wait, like, this guy's fucking crazy. Right. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I like that. Because all, like, all superheroes are crazy. And I think that's. Yeah, they have to be. I mean, you think of, like, the, and one of the, I didn't, it's not on my list, obviously, because it, but the Arkham Asylum run with Batman where they actually have to like, mm-hmm. you know, I'll let all like, um, basically like what, uh, Joker tells Batman that like, I'll let all, I have all the guards hostage. We've taken over Arkham and the only way I'm going to let them go is if you come in here. 
Yeah. And you'd be like, basically, and he goes through like treatment. Like this, like weird, yeah, and it's like a super weird, super and the, cool, and the visual. art in that one—that's the Grant Morrison uh, yes. Arkham Asylum, and that one is mm-hmm. nuts. Which make a movie out of that? You know, yeah, oh my make god, that'd be good. Um, so the last one I have, and then I have some honorable mentions. There's yeah. one called The October Faction, mm. which is an independent comic. Um, it is a science fiction, dr- so it's going to be a web television series now. Mm. All right, so. Um, it's written by Steve, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, sorry, I'm looking at, I had it written down, uh, Steve Niles and the, the guy who does the arts name is Damien Worm. <laughs> um, name. and basically the, the idea is there's these family of like monster hunters. There's hmm. a father, a mother, a son, and a daughter, the Van Helsings basically. Um, and the idea is like that the father like wants to stop, like he wants to be like be on like his way out. And the mother has like always been there, you know, been there with him throughout the entire time and whatever. And, but his kids are like super into it and like want to take on like the family business, but like, they're kind of like, okay, they're a bit of a handful. Yes. I can imagine. You know, and they don't do, they're not, you know, not very professional. Oh no. You know what I mean? I think I you're going to be a monster hunter. You gotta, you gotta, there's some clean it up a little bit, would you? A little bit. Yeah. So, uh, right. uh, kind of a cool thing. It's kind of a, you know, if you're into that kind of the macabre, I am into the macabre, as you know. Check out the the October uh, faction. Check that out. Uh, I had to include a Batman book on yeah. there, and most of them are, I would say, very common or popular. Again, Long Halloween, Year One, right. uh, Arkham Asylum, which David just mentioned, uh, uh, the Man Who Laughs, or whatever it is, Batman, the the no, the the Killing Joke. Uh, all these ones are are super popular. Black Mirror. This one's a newer one, so maybe you haven't caught it yet. That'd be Batman White Knight, written by Sean Murphy. And it says, uh, Batman White Knight follows the man now known as Jack Napier as he embarks on a quest to heal the city he once terrorized. After reconciling with his long-suffering partner, Harley Quinn, he sets in motion a carefully plotted campaign to discredit the one person whom he views as Gotham City's true enemy, Batman. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the Joker turning good, or is he, or is he not? It's good. So I read that one recently, and I, I enjoyed that one. So add that. If you've read a lot of Batman, I'm sure you have out there. Check this one out as well. Uh, so the one honorable mention I have, mm-hmm. um, and I want to, is uh, we've mentioned this before on the podcast, Okay, um, but uh, Mark Miller, yes, um, the book nemesis and i know we've talked about this before yeah um like an icon right after like yeah yeah so um mark miller wrote this and it's uh mark miller who wrote kick ass he wrote uh wanted um and this one i bring it up because it's like the anti-batman yeah didn't he do um the civil war too right wasn't that mark millar I think so. Yeah, Millar, Miller, Millar, whatever. Well, I don't know um, it, which which is it to be honest. Because it's spelled I, like Millar. I always say Miller too, but I think it's Millar. It's spelled M I L L A R. Like Kevin Millar. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know which it is. But he's one of the guys I was just, before you get into it. We mentioned Scott Snyder, like Brian K Vaughn and yeah. Mark Millar, where it's like, if they wrote it, you should check it out. Yeah, he wrote Civil War and Kick-Ass and all, the, all those ones. Yeah, so I'm not going to say anything about Nemesis. because Kingsman or Kingsman. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you see the new Kingsman trailer? The Kingsman? Kingsman, yeah. 
Yeah, that looks yeah. awesome. That's going to be pretty good, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but uh, I'm not going to say anything about Nemesis, but it's definitely, if you're into graphic novels, check it out. Even the cover is cool of Nemesis. Yeah. The cover is cool. I'm, actually, I'm going to throw another Mark Millar or Miller at you. Uh, Reborn. This, I don't know if you've seen, if you've read this or not. Uh, the plot, where do you go when you die? Not heaven or hell, somewhere else, somewhere you have to fight to survive, somewhere the people from the past are waiting for you, the good and the bad. That sounds intriguing. It was pretty badass. So I was, uh, it's relatively new, I think, like uh, as far as Malar stuff is concerned. Oh, and it uh, was it Greg Capullo, too. Yeah, who's awesome. Yeah. Greg Capullo, who, again, small world, he did a lot of the... Um, Scott Snyder, New Fifty Two, Batman stuff. Yeah. He he's one of my favorite artists. He's he's very good. He's really good. and he's a good Twitter follow too. Yes, Greg Capullo. Yes, he is. Um. Oh, so the other things I was going to mention, and again, these are for the non-diehard uh, comic book fans. These ones are all very popular, but they're not superhero ones. So I just want to mention mm-hmm. them quickly. That would be Saga, Fable, Saga. Fables, yep. and One Hundred Bullets. I all, love 100 Bullets. All three of those are yeah. absolutely worth watching, and there's a ton of them. Like, if you're looking for a lot to read, like, there's so much on all three of those. So, quick about 100 Bullets. So, this is the premise is, and correct me if I'm wrong, that I've read the first edition or the first trade. Oh, okay. I've read like, they the give first six or eight. They or give a person, fi- someone who has like a revenge, needs to take revenge on somebody. And this guy shows up and he hands them an untraceable gun and 100 Bullets. And he's like, do what you got to do. Mm, yep. Yep. It's pretty much. You got to, and like, you're not going to, no one's going to catch you. No, one's you won't, gonna, you'll get away with it. Yep. It's pretty amazing. And, uh, one of the, one of the main characters in it, I love him because he's like me. He just, when he goes to the bar, he just orders tequila with a bunch of limes. Like <laughs> all he wants is tequila and a lot of limes. That's all he needs. I'm <laughs> is like, that what you order when you go to a bar? Just no, like, but I should, I drink that at, at the house. You drink tequila rocks, right? That's your that's your uh, yeah, wind down. Sque- yeah, tequila and squeeze a lot of lime into it. That's all I need. Yeah. Well, do you, no, do you do a Michael Scott a Scotch and Splenda? No, <laughs> no, no, I don't. I've tried it once. It's disgusting. Yeah, but, uh, that's it's not for me. Uh, no. Ryan, you ready for the pick of the pod? Yeah, let's do it. Yep, pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. All right, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may also defend the goal. I will receive. All right, what do you got? Surprise, surprise, my pick of the pod is a graphic novel. And oh, it's one that's, uh, and I saved this one at the end because if I were to ask, if I were to tell people to read a graphic novel that they might not have read before, uh, a character who doesn't get a lot of love in terms of graphic novels is Spider Man, actually. Um, yes. And one of the best Spider Man graphic novels, it's kind of a limited, a limited run that they did, uh, was Craven's Last Hunt. Um, oh, good one. It is probably the darkest Spider-Man story you'll read. Yeah. Um, so basically the idea is that Craven the Hunter has killed every animal on the planet um, and decides that he's going to kill Spider-Man now. And he goes a little cuckoo. Um, and in the this isn't a spoiler, but in the very beginning of the book, he actually, air quotes, kills Spider-Man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then takes his costume and then assumes the role of Spider-Man and it goes oh, very, boy. very poorly. Oh no. So check out, uh, and it ends 
the ending is is something you is worth reading. So check out Craven's Last Hunt. If you that's a good one. That. I yeah. also I'm a big Spider Man Blue fan. Yeah, baby. Because I love Jeff Loeb. I lo- yeah. absolutely love. It. He of course did Batman: uh, The Long Halloween, which is my favorite graphic novel of all time. Mm-hmm. And then he also did this color series where he did uh, Daredevil Yellow, Hulk Gray, Captain America White, and Spider Man Blue. All very, 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 very good. Uh, my pick of the podcast this week. Uh, well, first of all, I'm drinking a six seam by Idle Hands. So that's hey always now. the pick of the pod. Those guys are fantastic. Thanks to uh, Idle Hands. Love their stuff. Um, trying to think. I already mentioned the Scream season three thing. So there's that. Maybe I'll just put in one last plug, Ryan, because next week's episode is going to be Jessica Jones season three. Mm-hmm. That, of course, if you've seen it by then. No, yeah, I'll, be, I'll be good. I'll be oh, good. you will? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go back and watch that. If you haven't watched that, that's going to be our episode next week. Of course, we're going to do a This Week in Dork and plenty of spoiler-free stuff. So if you haven't watched it, you have no interest in it, please still check out the episode. But that is what we're going to do because we're saying goodbye to Marvel Netflix. That is the last Marvel Netflix show. We've done an episode for every other one of them since the podcast has been around. So we will do Jessica Jones Season 3. And just to tie it into comics, uh, Jessica Jones Alias check that one out that yeah. is a really good graphic novel really good book, whatever you want to call it all right that'll do it for this week uh you can rate review and subscribe on the itunes we've gotten some new reviews uh we appreciate those we read those that's very kind you can follow us on twitter at dork podcast you can also subscribe on youtube youtube.com slash dork podcast you can email us anytime dork podcast at gmail.com and it looks like Davey might have his Twitch set up. Yeah, we, well, you're looking at it right now. You can see it. You I can, can see it on Twitter. I got, I got it all set up, so we might be firing this up in the next couple of days. Just a little FYI. So twitch.tv slash D, and I would recommend uh, subscribing or whatever it is that you do on that. Follow, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I need it. I need it to keep me going. Because then not only that, then you'll get the alerts when he goes live. So that's probably the best way to do it. A follow or a subscription um, will get you alerts. So so do that for show. show. R. Von D. And also uh, hit us up. Let us know some of the comic books that we miss, comic books that you guys really like. Because I'm always looking for for new things. Uh, I'm trying to catch up on The Walking Dead uh, because I know that they are wrapping up. So I'm going back and I am picking up where I left off. And I am going to finish the walking dead because as much as the tv show has left a bad taste in my mouth the comic for the most part is very good they're just mercy killing it at this point right (laughs) yeah i just want it to be in i just want it to be over i want to see how they decide to end it so again next week jessica jones season three we are also going to be doing once upon a time in hollywood coming up as well so we're looking forward to all of that and ryan you know my classic catchphrase i am a fiend for mojitos You certainly are. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.